Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I am joined with Miss Elena Haas. I got to go first. Yeah, <laughs> What's up? There. Hey, it's 2019, <laughs> but you should be going first, first every time. And uh, Elena is here along with <laughs> our pool boy, Josh Sims. <laughs> What's up, team? These just get more random. I know. Who has been out cleaning the watermark pool for the last... <laughs> you, you need to know, when we start this, both Elena and I look at each other and be like, what's going to come out of David's happen? mouth today? We, we should get a pool, man. That would be amazing. <laughs> we have a pond. We do have a pond. That is true. All right. Today, we are talking about what? We are talking about judging others. Should Christians judge? Are they supposed to? Is it wrong? What does the Bible say about it? What did Tupac say about it? Is what I want to know. <laughs> Only God. Oh, no, that was 50. Was it good? I think it was 50. I think he had an album called that. Only God. Do you guys know 50 Cent? David, do I know 50 Cent? What kind of question? Yeah, that feels hurtful. You know I know. What happened to 50? What you, 50, if you're listening. <laughs> he said we can find him in the club, he, so he, maybe he's still He is there. in that club. Hey, he's definitely listening. He's a big V's from the porch fan. 50, hey, keep it real, buddy. Glad We're talking here. about Judge... Not is that the is it is the Christian cliche? Yeah, the Christian cliche. Judge not. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Um, what does judge not mean? What do people even mean by that? Uh, I think that there's uh, all kinds of things that they could mean. There, there's um, you know you can't judge me, or only God can, or you know I, I, doesn't the Bible say don't judge or you'll be judged? And so how do I how do I navigate that? And so I have a couple questions. And the first one is this: I think. David, just to frame it up, and I want you to answer this one first. Are Christians supposed to judge? Is that a part of what we're supposed to do? It's a great question. Um, I'm going to kick it over to Elena. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's up? Um, are, are Christians supposed to judge? That's the question. Wow. Uh, so It's it, a loaded question. It is Go a loaded ahead, question. Because it's like, what do you mean by that? And yeah. let's talk about it. And what does it even mean to judge? And... Um, and pass judgment on and kind of all the different nuances. So the short answer would be yes and no. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. So as much clarity as that can bring yes and no, that uh, Christians are are not told when you take the, all of the New Testament in context, not to judge, they're told who to judge and how to judge. That it's not just exclusively not judge, but who to judge and how to judge. And, um, and it's really important because if you just read certain verses, which I think is where people pull them out of, yeah. they're, they're told yeah. from Matthew 7 where Jesus reads, I think I've got it right here, where he says, hey, judge not that you will not be judged or that you be not judged. Uh, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged with the measure you use, it will be measured upon you. And then why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye whenever you look at the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your eye. I mean, what he says, what's interesting is he says, hey, judge not, lest you be judged. And with the judgment that you pronounce, you'll be judged too with the measure you use. And then he lays out how to judge someone. Do you guys follow that? Yeah. Like he says, hey. You say what you personally did. What you can own first, yep. you say what you did wrong, and then you give the other person 
I mean, you, you could at that point say whatever you wanted to say first, but before you go and you tell someone else what they did wrong, you have to own what you did wrong first. Right. Address yourself before you wreck yourself. That's for yeah. you, Fifty. <laughs> uh, that, hey, he says, hey, there's a guy who has like a big plank, two by four, 10 feet long, sticking out of his eye. He's looking around, swiveling, and he sees his friend that has like a little tiny splinter speck in his eye. And he's like, you should do something about that speck in your eye. Jesus says, first, two by four man, take the two by four out of your eye then you'll be able to see clearly. He doesn't say, just worry about your two by four and move on. He says, take, address yourself first, take that out, and then you'll see the speck in his eye. The clearest place we're told that Christians are not um, uh, told explicitly, hey, don't judge, um, period, but they're told, don't judge this group, do judge this group. And here's how, is in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Have you guys read 1 Corinthians 5 recently? Not recently. You guys remember what's going on inside of the church, 1 Corinthians 5? All right, good. You guys got to start reading your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great book, most printed work of all time, um, <laughs> bestseller year after year. Here's what's going on. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul writes to the Corinth church. Corinthian church was crazy, the craziest of all the church, and that they just were out of control. They had people sleeping with each other. They had um, they were getting drunk off communion. Think about that, those little cups, how many... How many of those little tiny communion cups it would take to get drunk. They had um, a guy that was sleeping with his his father's wife. So apparently this guy's father died and he begins to sleep with his father's former wife, the widow. And Paul writes and he's like, dude, this is crazy. And he says, quote, hey, that type of behavior is not even acceptable outside of the world. And, um, and he writes and he says this inside of the letter. Hey, uh, that I'm writing you so that you must, I'm writing you now. Um, and he begins to bring up the conversation of something that he had said in the past, but he, he begins to talk about how inside of the church, there is a sexual impurity that is not even tolerated with those outside of others. So here, here, let me just start in verse 12. Hey, what business is it of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are you not to judge those inside the church? God will judge those outside of the church. But expel the wicked person from among you. And he writes to clarify, basically a guy was sleeping with his father's wife. So his father dies, he's beginning, I mean, it's just a gross scenario. And earlier in the chapter, he even says like, hey, this is the type of stuff that even the pagans, even people who have no relationship with God are like, oh, oh man, no, that is just messed up. You don't do that type of thing. And um, uh, he says, quote in verse one, it's actually reported among you that there, there's a sexual immorality of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife and you are proud. Shouldn't you have gone into mourning uh, and put this man out of fellowship for doing this? Uh, for my part, though I'm absent physically, I'm with you in spirit as one who's present in this way. I've already passed judgment and on him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you're assembled and I'm with you in spirit there, uh, hand this man over to Satan or turn him over to his sin for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. And he then from there, a few verses later, goes in and says, hey, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with anyone who's sexually immoral. Not at all. I wasn't talking about the people of this world who are immoral or greedy or swindlers or idolaters. Like in other words, when I wrote and I was like, hey, don't associate with people who are sexually immoral. I wasn't talking about people outside of the church. I was talking about people inside of the church. Now I'm writing you saying you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a Christian, but is sexually immoral 
or greedy, or idolater, or a slanderer, or a drunkard, or a swindler. Don't even eat with such people. Then he laid out what I read. What business is it of ours as a church to judge outsiders or judge non-Christians? But are we not supposed to judge those inside? Yes. God will judge those outside. Expel the evil from among you. So the clearest way I've heard it said was by a preacher who is such a good line. A 50 cent, this is for you again, buddy. It is, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, judge the believing, not the heathen. Judge ah. the believing and not the heathen. That as Christians by judge, the word judge is just to like pass judgment on or to call to a standard. To, to call, if uh, I was to draw a line and say, how straight is this line, that Josh would take a straight ruler and begin to go like, oh, I can determine how straight it is, and here's the areas where it is, I'm pronouncing judgment, it's less than straight. It's less than meeting the standard of straight. That's what Christians do with one another, is we, together, because we're all broken, we're all sinners, we all need help, we call one another to follow God, and where areas of our life are not aligned with God's standard, we point them out in love to one another, and we call each other to better, to follow Jesus increasingly more. What happened with this dude is he was basically living in sin and he was proud. He's like, I don't care. You know, grace abounds. It's going to be great. Who cares what I do? And the church was like, oh, I guess that's great for him. And they weren't calling him to the standard of God's word. So as Christians, we're told that um, it's less about, hey, judge not, and more told, uh, don't judge people outside of the church. So I have no business telling anybody who they're to have sex with or how they're to live if they're not a Christian. If someone claims to be a Christian and they're inside of the church, I have a responsibility to judge those who are claiming the name of Jesus or to call them by judge. I mean, calling to the standard of following Christ. Does that make sense? What would y'all add or what, what was confusing about that? I, I was just thinking there's a way to go about, quote unquote, judging though. And also, I think people could be wondering, who do we judge? Because like, for instance here at Watermark, we all have community groups. Like yep. we all have people speaking into our life. Are you just going to walk up to a random porchy that you hear maybe ascend in some way and be like, Hey, this is what you need to know. Let me tell you how it is. Like, yeah. you know, who are you personally going to judge? Yeah, totally. I think that's a really good question, especially when like 60 some percent of the country claims to be a Christian. Yeah. Uh, that number is not accurate. Uh, as just study after study has shown lots of people claim to be a Christian, but they don't actually know the gospel. Right. Yeah. But point being, I think that's why it's such a good question is it's like, are you telling me everyone who claims to be a Christian everywhere, I'm, I'm called to go up to them and tell them where they're messing up in life. And um, I think relationship is key. Like having a relationship with someone that knows that I'm for them, that know I care about them. I've seen their life and I've seen a pattern. I think what you said is true, Elena. It's like you go humbly, you acknowledge, you, and you go for the sake of winning them back. That it, the point is not to point out sin. The goal is not just to to um, point out where they're wrong, and it is to have a relationship restored in this person experience a healing that comes whenever you walk away from sin. To be like clear on an example today, what would you guys say is like a modern day equivalent of a time that is similar to what this guy was doing? And I don't mean like the the modern day form of sleeping with your mother-in-law because it probably translates. But I mean, like, what, what is a scenario where someone is doing what this guy did? I, I mean, I had a friend that was uh, sleeping with his girlfriend before they were married, of which I, uh, and who claimed to know Jesus and had a relationship with him, of which I had that conversation. Actually, twice, it's happened to me twice where I've had to go and just uh, talk to them about that. So it's like less gross and explicit as sleeping with your dad's like former yeah. wife. But that was an example in my life where I got to go have that conversation. Totally. Yeah, I can even think of, 
uh, maybe a friend who you've heard them say something bad about someone, not to them, but to other people. Yeah. And you, you deep down know that that's wrong. And so you have to address that and yeah. go confront them, confront them about that. And in a loving way. I think those are both great examples. The, the uh, further thing about this guy, and I think this is relevant, is he seemed to be like okay with it. Like he was not just like, oh man, they pointed out my sin, I'm gonna turn and repent. He was like, hey, you know, Jesus died for sins like these. I'm gonna do whatever I want, whenever I want. And so he was unresponsive to somebody. It'd be like me going to, to that friend of yours, Josh, saying, hey, you guys are having sex. You're not married. Um, do you know what the Bible says about that? And walking them through it. If they respond with, I had no idea man, we're going to turn, pursue God's best. We're going to seek to do that. But if someone goes to them and says, hey, do you know that you're living outside of God's word? And they're like, look, I don't care what God's word says. I'm going to do it my way. I don't care. That's the person Paul is saying, don't even associate with that person because their heart has moved so far from saying, man, I want to follow God's way. I actually care what it says to where it's like, don't care what God says. I'm not going to change. I want to do what I want to do. And no one's going to call me to anything different. That person, Paul's essentially like, man, hand them over to their sin. Hopefully they'll end up coming back to you. Yeah. So we actually have a responsibility to judge uh, appropriately with the right, with uh, people inside of the church and then in with people that we have a relationship with. We actually have a responsibility to judge them. Hopefully not to, again, just to point out sin, but to lead them back to uh, life to its full. God, would, I want to know why, why do we think as a whole? I feel like whenever someone throws out, you, you're judging me. It's like, this, it's like a really big, it's like the worst diss you can have. It's like, hey, don't, you're, you're such a judger or whatever, you know? Judgment. Uh, yeah. Uh, why, why do we, think that we shouldn't judge? Like, where does that come from? Where do you guys think that the feeling of, or the understanding, or even what our culture is telling us that you shouldn't judge, where's that coming from? I think it's that one line from Jesus that ironically, he says, hey, don't judge unless you want to be judged by the same standard. And then he goes on to say how to judge, but people just stop with the first few words, judge not, lest you be judged by the same standard. They don't even go to that and see it in context. They just grab onto that one verse and I hear it all the time. You know, the Bible says don't judge. And um, and so that's where I think it's coming from. But practically, Elaine, I thought your question was good. So let's mm-hmm. talk like, yeah. I, I wouldn't say, uh, and now I'm drifting into opinion. So I wouldn't die on this hill. And if you're like, no, I think that's exactly what you should do. Uh, Jesus, I, I wouldn't say that you need to go around to every single person who claims to be a Christian, observe their, light and, uh, their life and investigate it and be like, huh, there's some things here. I, I think you have a problem with road rage. I'm, I'm calling you out for it. Or I'm making a citizen's arrest for you speeding yesterday. And, you know, I, I don't think that's our responsibility to total strangers who claim to be Christians. I think our responsibility is through the relationship. Like, I feel that burden with those in my community group. Right. Yeah. Um, I hope others, I, I hope I invite that from people both on our, on our team that I work with, yeah. that are Christians, those that I do life with, and those that know me, both family and friends that claim to be Christians. I hope that they feel... An, um, a responsibility and an openness to me that I want to hear. I want to be called out and exhorted is the word the Bible uses um, of areas that they see that I'm not doing well. And um, and I feel the responsibility to them yeah. to do so well. Not only the responsibility to them, but when you're in a community group, you're actually giving them the freedom to judge you. You're, you're going, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up here so that you guys can inspect my life, judge in a sense of like what's happening inside of here that isn't aligned with God's word, and then tell me differently. Like communicate that to me. And so, uh, and, and, 
there's a, you're giving them the freedom and asking them actually to step into your life and judge you in it. So it's actually a really good thing. Yep. It's been helpful in my life as people have said, Josh, I don't think that the way in which you're living, the choices you're making align with God's word. And so uh, I think, I think what's hard about that is even the word judging has such a bad connotation yeah. to it now yep. where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm letting other people in my community group judge me. I guess what we mean by that in a community context or in its right place is really just asking them to encourage me to continue to follow Jesus. Like that's actually judging. It's not like, Hey, sit there and tell me all the things I'm doing wrong. It's, it's meant to help me go back to what I want. I said, I wanted to be held to, which is, Hey, I want to be held to a a standard that is a biblical standard. That's got doing the things that God says is what's best for me. And so if I'm ever not doing that, will you guys let me know? And we, and that gets put in a bucket of called, Judging, yeah, which yeah. it sounds so bad because people use it as like a negative thing. But when used in the right way, it's not negative. It's no. actually what's best for one another. And that's what's loving each other really good. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. You're, it's, it's looking at people's actions and, and asking, are, 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 do your actions communicate that you believe that God's word is best and that you want to follow him? Totally. David, what's a good example of judging someone in a good way? Like, how would that look like? Yeah. I think like people maybe... Yeah. Don't know exactly what we mean by that. I think um I think Matthew 18 where Jesus lays out the steps that if someone's in sin that you you walk through and it says that you first go to them individually if you if you see an area in their life that doesn't seem to be meeting the standard if you're seeing that it, you should have a relationship with them and you should it shouldn't be like a hey I'm David good to meet you. Here's what I've noticed about you. That shouldn't be a part of the conversation. It should be like a regular hey Josh um, this is just something I've seen. I want to do it humbly when I'm there. I want to assume, I don't want to assume motives like, Hey Josh, you, uh, um, you were just really rude there. Cause you're a rude person and you don't care about people. Mm. I'm all of a sudden beginning to assume motives. So I want to go to them humbly. I don't want to assume, I don't want to accuse anything. Um, and then I just want to specifically and kindly just bring it up and not, uh, not assume that I'm necessarily right. But um, if I see an area where the Bible seems to be clear and they're living outside of it, I want to just bring that up. If they don't respond well, if they're like, hey, that's, I don't care. And, um, or if they just say, hey, look, I know the Bible says that, but I don't care. Then I would widen the circle. I would bring in maybe a mutual friend that we have. And, um, and so if Josh um, is smoking pot, or let's just say he's, he's getting drunk every day, and um and I'm like, dude, hey, I think the Bible, I think that's gonna wreck your life. There's a lot of reasons why that's probably not a good, you know, recipe for your life, work, marriage, all that stuff. But I would go to him, bring that up, and if he was like, I don't care, I'm gonna do what I want to do, mm-hmm. then I would bring in a friend, mutual friend, and I would say, hey, Josh is saying he doesn't care, um, he's gonna do whatever he wants to do, and um, so I want to widen the circle. And if he's like, I don't care what both of you guys say, <laughs> um, then I would widen the circle further. And we would bring in his community group, aka the church, is what Jesus says in Matthew 18. And then finally, if he doesn't respond to kind of that evaluating, that's what judges judging is. You're just evaluating based on the standard of God's word. Like I went yeah. and bought crawfish recently. Yep. You guys, crawfish people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're great. Mm, not uh, live. There's very few places you can buy them live. There's one in Dallas. Oh man, what? what <laughs> it's like a. 
Um, man, I'll think of it. I can't name it. But anyways, I go in there and you pick him up and you look at him. And you're like, oh yeah, this guy has been, this is shady. He's going to die by the time we leave here. I'm not taking him. And you just evaluate which one looks like it's going to meet the standard quote of what you're looking for in the same way. That's all you're doing in, in judging is we are evaluating um, hopefully our own lives and we have other people to help us see blind spots where we may not be uh, meeting the standard from God's word. So further, once Josh refuses to listen to his community group, if that happened, um, sadly, if that happened, then we would just say, man, we're going to treat him as a, as someone who's not a part of this group, or we're not going to hold him to a standard. He's saying he doesn't want to be held to anymore. And we sat here and said, Josh, you continue to, to just get wasted every single night. It's hurting you. And you continue to say, I don't care. I don't care about anybody. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So we're going to widen the circle of your community group. And when the community group is saying that, and Josh is like, I don't, I don't care what any of you guys say, we're not going to invite you or call you to community every week yeah. and hold you to a standard. You're saying you don't want to be held to anymore. So we're going to be free and we're going to love you and we're going to still hang out with you and we're going to spend time with you, but we're going to see you as a mission field, not a co-missionary. Or we're going to see you as someone that's like, hey, we're going to love and spend time to invest in, but you're not. we're not going to hold you to a standard. You're saying you don't want to be held to. Yeah, that's good. Right. I think we're getting close to wrapping up. One one thing, just this is a quick practical. When I've had a friend come to me and say, Josh, uh, uh, give me some grace in this conversation, but I want to bring something up to you. Uh, the way in which they approach me, I'm just giving you guys some really good, helpful language. He same, came and said, Josh, give me some grace in the conversation. I don't know if this is true. I don't want to act like I'm judging your motives, but I've seen this, and I don't know if it's the most helpful. And it just made me go, oh, you're not immediately uh, pushing yeah. on me what's like some, something that's unhelpful. And then lastly, the thing I want to add before we end is just, uh, as David has talked about judging people inside of the church, there's there would be it would be crazy to think that someone who doesn't know and love the Lord would live by the standards that he has set. And so when you see someone that doesn't know God and they're living a life that doesn't align with his word, uh, judging them would, would make no sense because they're just fulfilling what, what Todd would say, their job description. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, judge the believing, not the heathen. Yeah. <laughs> 50, if you put that in an album or on a song, we're going to want credit for it. Actually, I think so. I know somebody else came up with that, but judge the believing, not the heathen. That is all that I have. Anything, Miss Florida, you'd like to add? <laughs> no. Okay, Josh, let's get you back to that pool and we will wrap it up and see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.